Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks for being here today, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Always. Um, and today we're going to explore the idea of wintering. We just have come out of the gate of the new year, according to the Gregorian calendar. And as we look at that and feel that, um, I don't know about you, Sharon, but I've also been <clears throat> contemplating that I'm not quite ready to be out of the gate and like doing all the doing. I kind of feel like I'm still in the state of being and rest and rejuvenation and um, hibernation in a sense. Uh, and I thought maybe we could talk with people about this idea of wintering, at least in the Northern hemisphere. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I know that, um, you know, there's this idea of, of kicking off the new year with all of your intentions and hitting the ground running. And how often in my life have I had great intentions only to fail, you know, seven, eight days into it where I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> or there's a snowstorm and I can't get where I normally can get it's going to take me three extra hours or I oversleep because I, my sleeping patterns are off because I really just want to sleep. So in the probably the last, what, eight, 10 years, I don't set new year's resolutions um, anymore. And, and I've always loved spring. I love the kickoff of spring. That's when I feel good. My energy comes back and I hibernate in the winter, especially being in Minnesota um, I didn't grow up here, but I've lived my adult life here and the, the winters are long. And by the time we hit January, typically we're really in the throes of it. So it, it's an interesting idea to think that, wait a minute, you know, why doesn't the new year start in spring? Like, And, and that what? is... Yeah, that I mean, I felt I feel a similar um, resonance with what you're speaking to because I've noticed in the last few years, as I've started to tune more to the seasons, that spring is when I feel like uh, my fire ignites again, mm -hmm. and I'm ready to like start manifesting things, and that's when typically babies are born, uh, mm -hmm. farm animals, right, yeah. and yeah. Um, and human babies, although can have those at all times of the year, but uh, it got me curious about like, how did this Gregorian New Year start, right? Mm -hmm. And why, like, why do we celebrate it in January 1? Because, um, because there used to be a time when that wasn't the case. Uh, Sharon's going to be back with us possibly in a little bit. She um, just has to step away for a moment. But um, as we think about this Gregorian New Year, um, what I found when I started to investigate it was that that didn't really happen to be January 1 until the 1500s when there was a shift and um, to make January 1, the new year, and it correlated, I think, with a bit of trying to make more um, people more productive 
and uh, and bring in more um, people working more. Because before that, what I learned as I dove into this topic a bit is that from um, harvest, when people would bring their harvest in until spring, when people would go out, you know, to plant again, was a no time, no space. Like this was time to just really be. There wasn't um, a sense of time. It was this liminal space that we were in and we were expected to nourish ourselves. We were expected to slow down and enjoy the harvest and rejuvenate for all the hard work that would come when the spring emerged and when we would be back out planting seeds, planting harvest, um, tending to the new farm animals or, you know, whether you were on a farm or not. Um, and that is a really big, um, when as I was learning about that, and listening to different people talk about this idea of the new year and the new year astrologically. Apparently we have 13 astrological signs and 13 times 28, which is our moon cycle, brings us to 364 days. And around April 1 used to be the new year. Um, and that used to be like kind of the 365th day, the reset day, um, from what I understand. And here we are. Um, I've just noticed like some of my being out of sync with making resolutions, shifting patterns right at this time and really like what does my body what does my mind what does my emotions need to rejuvenate and heal and reset during this time so that i'm ready when the spring comes so i was just kind of explaining some of what i found about this like no time no space between harvest and the spring where there wasn't time right it was just this liminal time of people resetting and um how I've gotten curious about that from my own soma, my own body, mind, spirit, and what it needs at this time of the year and, and kind of why that shift in the 1500s. I think it was around productivity, but I think you might have more to add around this. Well, I think that I, I had, um, I don't remember what I was listening to, but it did make sense when I was listening to it and talking about the mid 1500s, I think. And, um, it being implemented uh, it went in Rome. And I had also heard that it went in line along with, um, you know, the Vatican and then also taxation. Mm. So that it was implemented because that's when they started taxing people and then they would tax, you know, on the yearly basis. And so um, the idea that it is, it was uh, a financial instrument is an interesting thing because if I take a step back, uh, that would be the only thing that would make sense. If, if we were natural beings and creatures and we hibernate a lot of, you know, much like everything in nature, it only would make sense that this is still part of the downtime. And so it, in my opinion, it would have to be something like a financial purpose or, setting a system in place 
Um, and, and then I, you know, I think those systems have, are what rule us and they can be uh, contradictory to, to what the natural rhythm is. And so um, I don't know. I think, I think it's another one of those systems that I've just always accepted and never questioned. And now that I'm questioning it and looking at it, um, it, it seems outdated and against the grain. <laughs> well said. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> yes. Well said. Yeah. I believe it was um, Pope Gregory the eighth that implemented it. He was the Pope for a very short amount of time, yeah, like the Gregorian. About, three months, about yeah. three months in the 1500s before he died. And uh, that was one of his earmarks of his experience as Pope. And when that um, got implemented and the new year used to be April 1, they would call people who still celebrated the old quote unquote new year, a fool. So that's the origins of April fool's day is like, there was some shaming going on, I think. And like, you're a fool if you celebrate on April one, but our natural instincts with nature and being in harmony with nature, which is what keeps us healthy and whole would be to actually take back that April fools and do it. (laughs) I'm all for it. (laughs) And go for the spring equinox, which, you know, happens more in March, um, mid-March to that April window. And uh, with the ignite, like the igniting of the Aries, because Aries is that fixed fire. It's the first fire. in the zodiac. Yeah. And much like with our Ayurvedic principles, it's the Pitta, like right. the fires kicked off. And um, that is exactly how I feel. Now I've related to the idea of Pitta or the fire because that is a large part of my makeup. So as I was learning Ayurveda, I thought, well, it makes sense that I kick into gear in uh, the spring. Yeah, that just that does make sense. However, you know, if you look at the other dosha types, um, it's not the greatest time for them either, like kicking off a new year (laughs) during Vatikafa season. So it's again, I really it, it feels outdated and counterintuitive and that I personally am going to be embracing the new year principles as far as health and wellness um, and projects in the spring. That being said, uh, for now, for January, I think it's very important to set intentions for the year. I think it's very important to get my plan together so I can hit the ground running, not to mention um, after a long season of partaking in, you know, whether it be sugar or (laughs) things like that, Um, I think it's a good time to cleanse and be gentle with my body and go back to foods that are nourishing Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to, you know, in when spring kicks in, you know, it's a, it's a different time. I mean, maybe we can talk some about the cleansing process. I think doing like a gentle cleanse at this time of like going back to what nourishes that's warming, grounding, you know, soups with the right herbs um, and spices Mm -hmm. uh, and releasing some of those more inflammatory 
um, foods can really support our system being more in rejuvenation and mm -hmm. reflection. And you bring forward that really good point of like, it's not bad to set intentions at this time. In fact, in a reflective space, intentions emerge, right? They arise. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ayurveda is always looking at, do we need to do building or are we trying to reduce something to remove something? And you know, now is usually more of a time of like a building gentle cleanse, right? Mm -hmm. Like not looking to create in the system more depletion, but support the system being uh, nourished, grounded, and able to keep some flow because at least in the Northern Hemisphere in the winter months, thing, the flow slows down because of the cold, stagnant, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, windy, spacey, you know, it becomes more erratic or it slows down. Depending right, right. How people are. Well, and I personally, just in the last week, because of this nasally sinus thing I've got going on, I have been eating uh, copious amounts of hot and sour soup, mm. <laughs> but it's got the spice and it's got the sour and it feels so nourishing. It clears up my sinuses. My ears feel better. Um, and it, it's so interesting because I've added it this year when I haven't necessarily added that idea or that type of food. On some level, you understand that you need to do the warming. But this is the first year that I've added in the you know, the hot spices as well as the sour. And it's been such an interesting thing. I feel great eating that food. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've always been a soup person. Absolutely mm -hmm. love my soups during the winter. Um, but the idea of adding the hot kick of the spice has been, has been interesting. Like it's wonderful. And so I think that you're bringing forward is, you know, the idea during our wintering months of staying current of what's keeping you grounded and in balance mm -hmm. and removing the symptoms, right? Like, so if you have sinus congestion or excess mm -hmm. mucus, like what is going to help keep that flowing and moving out of the system instead of getting stuck? Right. Right. And, and it's been, um, daily i've been having spicy food and with my pet of nature it is something that i do have to watch mm -hmm. but it has not been an issue so it's one of those aha moments for me where i do things in moderation yeah but in this case i haven't necessarily and i'm just feeling better and better with it it's very interesting that is that is that's a cool um thing to note in terms of like for people who might be listening, it's like what, you know, notice when you eat something, how is it making you feel physically, but also emotionally and mentally because our food gives us, um, food is medicine and it can be very healing. <laughs> and we can also notice when it bring it pulls or creates too many waves, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. Right. Um, I want to circle back on one thing on this new year thing. Yeah. Can I? Please. Um, so one thing I when I was doing my deep dive and researching, and I don't know how I never considered this before, but when we look at the names of the months, September, which is 
the ninth month in the Gregorian calendar. But sept, S-E-P-T, means seven, right? Right. And October, which is the 10th month, <laughs> means eight. Right. And so forth, right? Absolutely. And so when I, I was like, oh my gosh, it's been like, I had a moment where I was like, this has been hidden in plain sight. Yeah, it has. Even when you think in terms of the 28-day cycle or the 28-day calendar or so many phases go with 28 days. Right. Not 30, not 31. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely been, you know, I don't know if the word is manipulated, but I don't believe it's part of the, it's not in the natural order. Right. And when, as that sort of dawned on me, there's part of me is like, how do we, I mean, we take, we can take it back individually. And I, I do sense that shift culturally because more and more people are like, yeah, we're going to mark this, but really the new year astrologically yeah. starts in the spring. Um, yeah. And then as I consider that shift and like, undo some of the cultural conditioning, you know, mm -hmm. that I've experienced being raised in that other system. Yeah. yeah. I'm noticing, you know, to go back to what we were talking about just a moment ago, I'm noticing that I'm more gentle with myself. I don't feel the need to be out the gate with like really strict intentions or resolutions mm -hmm. that it's a time like most things Things are underground, they're being planted, they're deep in the soil, you know, the the both, and it's more time for me to get curious about what is deep in the soil. In the spring, will weeds come up? Because I'm not keeping my channels clear, my mind clear, my physical body flowing and moving, or will like, what I'm planting, will it be the flowers or the, like a more, you know, fragrant, peaceful <laughs> spring <laughs> for myself. Um, and it always gets me curious too, because most people's allergies happen in the fall and the spring, right? And right. so we tend to do cleanses, mm -hmm. albeit different for mm -hmm. each of those seasons. Yeah. Um, and Ayurveda really looks at the world in three seasons, which is spring, summer, fall. I mean, spring, summer, winter. Fall is a shoulder season. It's part of the end of summer mm -hmm. and part of beginning of winter. Right. So that also all, just, yeah, talk about that. I was just going to say, and all with their uh, own foods. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the trans that even you know, Ayurvedically speaking, transitioning with the food as the calendar is transitioning is the healthy, uh, gentle thing to do. And those foods nourish us at a different time of year in a different way. And so, as you said, um, if we're being gentle with ourselves in January and February, yet we're keeping the channels and the pathways open, then our transition into spring is so much easier, you know, almost a blip, really, especially if you're transitioning with the foods that are natural to transition with. And that was a very enlightening thing for me as we were studying the Ayurvedic principles. Like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. I never really understood 
that the the planting and the growing seasons for certain vegetables coincide with what our body uh, needs for nourishment. And it's such an it's such again going back to so many of the things in our modern day society go against the grain. They don't make sense. And so if you can embrace the model of, you know, life begins again in spring. I don't know. It helps me. <laughs> it totally does. Especially and the dark winter. It, my, um, my husband's mom always says, eat, eat, eat what is in season, eat whole foods and what's in season. Yeah. And it can be confusing because now we have foods that, aren't in season in right. the grocery store, right? Because Absolutely. the way that our food uh, model is set up at the moment. But if you can get to know a few of your farmers and, you know, do a CSA or, or other things that keep you more connected with the rhythm of what is in season. Um, well, Sharon, before you sign off, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners well, what I would like to share is a little nugget that I heard about um, the astrology in the coming months. Uh, I think as of January 27th, I want to say, there's no planets in retrograde. So it is definitely a hit the gas um, few months up until April, where really if, if you're preparing or if I'm preparing now, uh, to be able to really hit the ground running in a couple of weeks. Astrologically speaking, we are being supported in that. So that, that's my, I'm going to be gentle with myself for the rest of this week. <laughs> but next week is is not necessarily a difficult, stringent thing I'm going to put myself through, but I am absolutely going to do the preparation. And so I encourage everybody uh, to give that some thought. And it will be a new moon. Uh, come January 16th. So that's always a good time to um, reset some intentions for that next 28 day cycle. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for joining us on this topic of wintering and wherever you are in the world, may you find rest, rejuvenation and renewal. Thank you. This, <laughs> thank you. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and my guest co-host Sharon Crowley. And we are delighted to share some time and space with you this winter. <laughs>